Welcome to One, where we'll learn about the one body of Christ, one story at a time. Well, welcome. Welcome to another episode of One, uh, this video podcast where we hear the many stories within this one body of Christ. And I'm just so excited that today get the opportunity to have a conversation with Shannon Smith. And uh, I know that many of you know her because uh, her gift, as we'll talk about today, really is hospitality and friendship. And uh, I know she's been a blessing in so many of your lives. And so Shannon, Welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's so good to have you. I'll just kind of share with folks that you get the absolute gold star award for perseverance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we had technical issues with uh, computers, and so we were supposed to start this thing probably like about, what, if, an hour and a half ago? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you persevered to make this happen. It was a, a, a you know, a, a, a well done. So I'm very thankful. The third device was the charm. That's right. <laughs> Which doesn't even belong in my own household. It came from my parents. Hey, and a shout out to Mary Lou and Ron. Like they yes. get, you know, a co-award uh, with you when they come up on stage for uh, yes. running over and bringing uh, the, the laptop. So thank you to yeah. them. They've always been there and they were here for me tonight. So they came through. Way to go, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, um, you know, just kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, just let folks maybe who don't know you know that um, uh, at North Park, one of the major ways that you serve is on the Women's Ministry Council. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, just want to kind of begin there and let you kind of share how did that come about that you're serving in that capacity? And what do you what do you do on the Women's Ministry Council? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess how it came about was um, we no longer had a women's ministry leader. And I guess, I don't even know how you, many years it's been since like then. Five, but about five years has ago. Has it been five years? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you, we had a meeting with some women that got together and we wanted to help. And the thought of not having like a women's ministry at all. I didn't like that idea. I didn't know how that would work. So kind of volunteered to help out and just help do things. Cause I like helping doing things. <laughs> well, and I think that's so, the coolest thing right there was, you know, five years ago, I was like, okay, uh, you know, the, uh, women's ministry director, uh, you know, uh, uh, not really retired, decided mm-hmm. to move on and, and do other things mm-hmm. and um, left just a wonderful ministry with just a, a bunch of great, you know, ministry that was going on. And so came to you guys and said, Hey, Hey, can we form a women's ministry council? And yeah. I remember that meeting there in, in the, uh, uh, the kind of conference room and you're like, yeah, okay, here I am. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. I'm sending me. And and that just strikes me about you, Shannon. One of the things that I've observed over these past five years is that you're you're there always going, okay, here I am. Well, yeah, let, let's go. <laughs> just a willingness to jump in and serve. And so just thank you for doing that. You're welcome. There's you a few know- of us. A few of us <laughs> said that we would help. <laughs> You did. And it was yeah. a team effort. I mean, it was such yeah. a blessing seeing, you know, these ladies go, hey, here I am. Let, let's do this. And then each of you took different pieces. 
Right. Mm -hmm. And really shared the load. And you guys have been, I think, a model for other ministries at North Park. The way that you guys have each taken different parts, work collaboratively. Somebody's been the lead for one thing. Other people have been supporting. Mm -hmm. And you guys really have set the standard. And I'm just really grateful to you guys. Now, for you, what is the thing that you have been most sort of involved in ministry council and sort of leading with the women's ministry? Um. Well, I, I wouldn't, I always say I'm really not a leader. I'm a really good assistant to someone like you tell me what to do and I will go do it for you and do a good job at it. Um, so we do all have our, you know, areas that we worked in, but, um, I've supported Shauna Riggs with the, um, women's tea for however many years this has been. So her and I basically headed that up, um, we have our wonderful gifts from the heart that I've always helped Karen Matson with. That's mm. kind of her baby. So um, just helping with pretty much every event, I guess I would say that I took on um, some of the kitchen conversations, coordinating those and making sure um, I had hostesses when we used to be able to go to people's houses and have dinner together. Right. Um, I would coordinate that and, um, make sure all the ladies, you know, knew what to do for that. Um, but I pretty much, I've, whatever event is going on, I help with it. I'm there. I do whatever I can do to help. We have a really unique gifting because you're in the, you're in the, in the background in some sense doing a lot of the, you know, administration and helping arrange Mm -hmm. things and scheduling. But then you also have just a really incredible gift of hospitality and friendship and like gathering people together and inviting mm-hmm. people. I mean, it, it's just been so fun to watch that, you know, like at the the tea and, you know, being there and open it up. And before it starts, I'm watching you and you're going around. So there's probably, you know, 20 some odd tables in there. And, you know, probably it seems like, you know, 75% of the people. And I would swear maybe f- half of those people you had personally invited to that. You got it. <laughs> These are kind of my events that I love to, uh, well, I think I explained it to you one time before you went to do the prayer. Um, You know, some of our events, they're, they're the women of North Park, but they're also outreaches. So, you know, I invite everyone that I know, and there are some people that they may be feel a little um, leery about going to church or stepping in a church, but they would love to come for an afternoon, a couple hours to have tea or um, the gifts from the heart also is a great outreach. And that's how we plan these events. That's how we want them. But so for me, yes, it's a, it's a fun, all my girlfriends and all my friends, I try to get them to um, be involved and come, even if they're not our North park, um, people, you know, church attenders. Well, that's such a huge, huge, Mm -hmm. um, uh, gift, you know? And I think for some people it's not as natural or as easy. It seems Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe to do that, but what kind of advice would you give for folks, you know, in, in doing that, inviting people and forming relationships and drawing people in because you really do thrive with that and it's beautiful to see. So teach the rest of us how to do this well. (laughs) I don't know. I just always, kind of look at people and want to be friends with them. I want to include people. I would never purposely exclude somebody. I have a hard time even 
with a guest list. I don't want anybody to not be on it, you know? So, um, I've kind of known times when I felt a little lonely or whatever. I didn't have a friend. Mm. And, um, so I wouldn't ever want anybody else to feel that way. So I think it's kind of, I just kind of embrace being friends with people and you know, just being friendly and kind and caring about people. And I don't know, it's just something I do. So. <laughs> well, you do it really well. And that, that caring side, I think that's a really big part of it, to be honest with you, is how much you care. And you had told me a story before we got on about, um, an experience you had like high school, junior high and how that mm-hmm. kind of informed your, I think really your heart. It made your heart tender. Mm-hmm. Um, to tell me, tell us that, tell us that like, cause it impacts like how you do ministry today. Yeah. I, well, I had probably, I could probably think of two to three, um, pretty significant incidences of, Um, you know, like having a best friend and then somehow all of a sudden I was the third wheel. There was a new person in the picture and I didn't either fit or maybe I was young and I don't know, maybe I was selfish. Maybe I didn't like that someone new came into the relationship. I don't know, but I found myself sort of the third wheel and feeling like, you know, I didn't fit in. And then Um, I, my friends kind of went on and I was maybe upset and kind of kept, you know, just went on my way, kept away. And so I would have to make a new friend. Hmm. Um, I never really got into big fights or anything. I just kind of went away because I felt like a third wheel, whatever. And, um, so I feel like I sort of out of a self serving or self defense mechanism learned how to just just make a lot of friends. And so I always have made a lot of friends. I've learned how to make friends. And so then I don't um, think that I'm, you know, going to be friendless someday or whatever. I don't know. It's just (laughs) something I do. do. (laughs) Well, that, that gifting of really, you know, making friends. And then also that, just that tenderness that, you know, you have that tenderness of not wanting anybody else to experience that. Yeah. And and I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I do a lot of times, you know, sometimes people, you know, maybe they're mean or they hurt you or they say something or whatever. And I just kind of always try to look inside and think, you know, that person's probably hurting. There's probably something going on because I don't think we all just want to be really mean and crabby and lash out at people. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, there's probably something going on. So I try to give the person the benefit of the doubt and maybe have a little empathy for what's going Mm -hmm. on with them. And so that's kind of part of my makeup too, where I just try to give people the benefit of the doubt and do the best I can to be a friend to them. Yeah. And to really love on them. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, really beautiful because you're really kind of living out the gospel in very practical ways in very practical ways, you know, when Jesus says, Hey, you know, forgive. And disciples are like, yeah, but how many times, you know, (laughs) and Jesus gives this extraordinarily high number and it's a hyperbole to say like, you just keep forgiving, you know, and that sense of like putting yourself in their shoes. And that has a profound impact on the ability for us to get along with people. Right. Because then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're able to make friends with people you may not have thought you could have otherwise. 
Yeah. Yeah. I get along. I get along with everyone. I really do. I don't, Mm. I can't, I mean, of course we have people sometimes in our lives that maybe are more difficult to get along with or a little Mm. more, I guess you'd say prickly or whatever, you know, (laughs) but again, that's where I go. Well, you know, maybe they've had a hard time or maybe they had Mm. a rough life or maybe, you know, somebody's hurt them. And so that's their defense mechanism or whatever. So I really do. I'm able to get around along with a lot of people. I I'm pretty easygoing and at least I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely are. Definitely are. Well, and I think that's a, when I look at you and in the way that you serve on the council and in helping in these various ministries and just do such a beautiful job of inviting people and being a friend to people Mm -hmm. is that you really, you're serving in your area of kind of spiritual giftedness. And, you know, and so it's, it's, you know, we find like, okay, how has God shaped us? How has he gifted us? And then we serve in those areas using those spiritual gifts and, and we flourish, right? We thrive. And, and that's what I see you doing. And and I think that all begins with a willingness to do it. Mm, Thank you. You know, that you're like, okay, put me in coach. Yeah, I, I do. I love gathering people together. I don't even have to be so much involved in the gather when the gathering gets together. I just love getting everybody together so people can, whatever mm-hmm. we're doing, you know? So to me, that's really fun. And it's funny because uh, uh, Karen Matson or maybe it was Kristen Sullivan was asking for a list, you know, for the women's ministry and, you know, and I'm like, I don't have a list. I have everyone in my cell phone. <laughs> and when something's going on, I start with the A's and I send a text. That's literally how I gather people. Is that I, <laughs> I'm, very, awesome. I'm very low technology, but um, I kind of just scroll through the phone book and go, wow. oh yeah, oh them, oh yeah. And I just, that's how I kind of get people to come and remind them that of things that we're doing. Mm. I'm sure there's a better, more high-tech way <laughs> of doing that, but that's kind of how I get my people together to do things and invite them and well, you know, put the word out what's going on. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you were telling me here uh, a, a couple months ago when we were doing the Sunday night um, praise and prayer thing mm-hmm. uh, up at church, and you were telling me about the Bible study that you guys were doing uh, this year in, in the midst of all the COVID stuff and mm-hmm. you guys were doing the zoom Bible study and yeah. it, it struck me, you were doing the same thing. You were like, here's a need. I'm going to reach over here. You're be a part and you, and you, and you guys tell me about that, that Bible study and that experience. Yeah. Well, we had, um, I don't know when our last Bible study would have ended, but I think we have, we, I guess probably in March or something or the April, women's we Bible were, study. Yeah. The women's Bible study yeah. should have started and we should have met in church right. and done what we normally do in the sanctuary put on the video and everybody comes to Bible study and we break into our groups. Well, because of COVID we weren't able to meet that way anymore. And so it went zoom. So, uh, I usually am a leader at the Bible study. So then I became having to figure out how to be a zoom Bible study leader. And you saw my technology skills here. Um, I, it was a learning process. So we got, we got every, we got everybody on zoom and I figured out how to share the video and it actually worked. And, um, so that study that Jennifer uh, Kendall had provided for us, I'm, 
it, it ended. And because we're in the middle of all of this in mm. um, May, June, whatever, yeah. the seven of us were like, we don't want this to end. We need each other. We really, mm. it was like the best study to get us through, um, to help each other through. So um, after the official North Park study was over, um, someone had a book that they had always wanted to go through. And I think it was um, Karen Matson, Kingdom Women by okay. Tony Evans, I think. So we decided let's continue. So the seven of us that were in the study from the official North Park study had a next study. And so we did that mm -hmm. one for like six weeks. And then we said, well, there's another book we'd like to do. And we really like meeting sharing our prayer requests and just really mm. encouraging each other because being so separate at this time, the zoom, even though we're on zoom and we are separated, it has brought us together. And so wow. every, every week we share our prayer request and we know that our ladies are praying for each and every one of us. So we have that support team behind us. So we did another Bible study fervent and uh, with Priscilla Schreier and then we did this last study, I guess, that was official North Park City. We got back together. And um, so we just kept going. And it, mm -hmm. I think it, a lot of us really needed it. It helped us get through. So um, we had a lot of things going on. And to know that you could text six other ladies or seven other ladies and um, they would be right there praying for you. Um, it's been a big help and a big support for all of us. I know we've all benefited from it. So, yeah, I can imagine I can how people would that. get through, you know, life in general, mm -hmm. but particularly something like, you know, this coronavirus and being, you know, not able to get together and not have, you know, a small group, a discipleship group, Bible, mm -hmm. you know, women's group to be able to, you know, just connect and share burdens and lift each other up and laugh and have fun and dig in yeah. the word together. And I remember, you know, that Sunday night when you were telling me about it, just how profound um, it had been for you guys. Because this was, I think, like end of August. And you were just sharing just how profound that that time together on Zoom and Bible study had been for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a time of, you know, just connecting, growing together and doing life together, even though it's virtual for some. And yeah. the other thing probably that I mentioned that was, you know, one of these unexpected blessings of COVID and the way we we're doing things. So two of our members that have moved to Colorado, our North Park right. members, still my very good girlfriends that I've had a great relationship for many, many years. Uh, they got to join Bible study. So wow. the two of them have been um, with me all along through COVID and they really needed the support too. You know, they're Absolutely. in a different town now. Yes, they have friends and things, but um, just being able to connect with old friends through the Zoom Bible study and what we continued was um, just a really big blessing. So all around because... Who would have thought you could do Bible study with your friend in Colorado? Your two cool? friends, your two friends in Colorado. Yeah. See, I think that's one of the things that's going to come out of this that I think is going to change ministry a little bit, and maybe mm -hmm. more than a little bit, a lot, is the the realization of the way that we can use technology in some new ways to connect with people 
who aren't physically in, in the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, one example, again, it was women's ministry was uh, a lady who hadn't been able to participate in the, uh, uh, the evening Bible study. Um, she works. And by the time she'd get home, you know, she works so she can do the, the morning Tuesday morning Bible study. But even for the Tuesday night one, a lot of times it was just hard. You get mm-hmm. commute, you get home, it's yeah. late. And, um, and yet with COVID and everybody was doing zoom, she did. Mm-hmm. And, and I was having uh, a conversation with her because um, just some, some rough stuff at work where people had gotten really sick and she was just really um, struggling with that. And in the midst of our conversation, she was saying, man, I am just so thankful that I could mm-hmm. be a part of that Zoom Bible study in the evenings with these ladies. And it yeah. was just like a game changer for her, like a lifesaver. And I yeah. think that's something, even when we come out of this coronavirus, that you know we'll be able to use technology with people who are not physically with us or can't make it because of a commute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll continue doing that. And I think we should. Yeah, I've already told my friends in Colorado, I'm just going to bring them on zoom and set them on a chair. If we do go back to the sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to bring them. <laughs> well, here's an example of that. Shannon, it'll be fun working through this with you guys. So one of my favorite football shows, two of the guys, it's a round table and there's four of them with, and then the fifth is a host. And typically, you know, they're all in the studio together. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the COVID stuff, two of them are somewhere else. Right. Um, uh, one of the in Southern California, one in Northern California, three are in the studio with the host. And so what they've done is they have the two that are virtual on uh, big TVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have them on little rollers and they roll them up to the <laughs> round table. Just like they're there. Just like they're there. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm sitting there watching that. And, and it's, and I mean, it's just awesome. The banter and everything. I mean, they're just hilarious. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching that and I'm thinking, and why can't we do that for a Bible study? Like, yeah, you know, you get a nice big OTV, you pipe it in, like you feel like you're there. Yeah. Somehow we can make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done Zoom meetings in my car in between driving somewhere that I got to be, maybe not being able to make it home in time to have the Zoom at home. I just wow. sit on my iPad in my car. I've been at a park. I've been in a parking lot in the place that I'm going to next or whatever. And so, yeah, not particularly the Bible study, but some of my other Zoom meetings. Usually I'm mm-hmm. home for my Bible study so I can be in a you know comfortable setting and yeah. have my mind focused on what's going on. But some of my other meetings, you know, I'm just sat in my car. There you and go. have done them there. So technology is... It can, it's amazing. It can be, you know, it's got some of the things that aren't so great sometimes, but um, some of what we're learning now has been really, really great in bringing us together in a hard time. I agree. It really has. And, Mm -hmm. you know, forced us to to learn new skills. And I think, you know, those can be used for kingdom stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) I, I tell you, technology is, I just feel like every time I go to do something, it just, it seems like, you know, just fire up the laptop. It should work. 
<laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way when I go to use it. But <laughs> I think there's so many people that feel the same way that you do. Are just like forget it. You know, I can't imagine how many laptops have been chucked across the living rooms, right? Of just be like, yeah. I'm done with this. You know. But again, you persevere and just stay at it. Mm-hmm. My, you know, you say you know, technology is your arch nemesis. For me, it was the copy machine. I swear to you, any copy <laughs> machine, wherever I've worked, has always been like. They would just look at me and go, I, I've got your name. I've got your yeah. number, buddy. And it did. They would never work. Never work. So I get you. I understand. But um, one thing I'd also like to, to to talk with you is about your kind of your spiritual journey. Like, how did you come to faith in Christ? I mean, we see what's going on in your life now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're serving, you're blessing people in so many ways and just being used. Like, what was some of your, the highlights there of your journey? Like when you came to faith in Christ and what led you to where you are now? Um, well, I always say that I pretty much grew up in the church when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I, our whole entire family went to um, North Hollywood First Assembly of God. I remember mm-hmm. the name and even I was little when we left there. But wow. so I had grandparents that were ushers and aunts and uncles and to get into church I had to go down the line and get my cheek squeezed and my face kissed and so I remember as a little kid even seeing my parents get baptized at the church um I I remember seeing them um you know get baptized so we had all of our family went to church and um I remember Sunday school and, and just the songs and, you know, Jesus loves me. And just, I just remember it from a very young age. So I have really Mm. good memories of that. And then when we moved, um, I grew up in Panorama city. Mm. I was an original Valley girl from the seventies and (laughs) eighties. But when we moved, (laughs) when we moved to Santa Clarita, um, I don't know. My parents, we, they just, we never really found a church. They we moved and I don't know what happened. And so about high school, I had a really good friend that I worked with and she came in to work at the burger stand that I was working at. And she just had the love of Jesus in her. And um, so I started going to church again around high school with her and, um, Growing up, my sister went to Awana's, but I never, I never went to it. She had a little friend that invited her to Awana's, and but I never did that. So about high school, I started going back to church and kind of um, going on some retreats and things. And then um, I don't know, I kind of just kind of fell away from it, I guess, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and it wasn't until I, I guess my my journey though, I always believed, but I guess I would say more like when I was in high school, I do remember like giving my, you know, life to Jesus and, you know, saying the prayer and really knowing like I, you know, it was um, real, but yeah. And I just, I just always believed. So I don't feel like I never like had to learn to believe or really believe in God, but um, I would say high school, I kind of gave my heart, you know, to the Lord. And then I got married and we didn't, we weren't really church going at that time. And, um, it wasn't until, um, you know, sometimes the rough patches, um, you know, bring you to where you need to be. They do. Sometimes 
I wish things were easy or that people didn't have to suffer or have difficulties, but I've come to realize that, you know, sometimes you need those difficulties to lead you in the direction to where God wants you to go. So well, that's true. Um, I think it was probably about 2007. Uh, my sister-in-law and I uh, decided to come to North Park and the super little funny story about why even North Park. Um, my sister-in-law went to a funeral that was done all by North Park people. And she said, if I ever go to church, I want to go to that church because the people wow. of North Park did such a beautiful service and were so mm -hmm. kind and gracious and loving that that stood out to her at a funeral for her, her neighbor's mother, you know, kind wow. of thing. So um, it was time and we decided to go to North Park and it was kind of like, wow, has he been looking in our windows? Did he know what's going on at our house and what we're going through in our lives and where we're at right now? So anyway, it was probably 2007, 2008 that I came back. And um, I do remember the funny story I wanted to say that I was thinking about was um, I remember being pretty busy with things at school, my son's school and volunteering and just kind of like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to church, but um you know, I'm going to sit in the back row and I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not raising my hand. Like I literally, I just was kind of tired from mm. things that were going on in life. And I remember like, you know, I'm just not gonna, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go and I'm going to take what I need. And, um, probably that's what I needed to do because I was a little tired at that time. Mm. And, um, it didn't take long because of the women that were the women of North Park at that time. Wow. You just wanted to help. You wanted to be a part of it. And I'm at this time also, I mean, I'm just saying it, it brought me out of my, and that's where I started one of my first Bible studies, which actually a girlfriend of mine said, you know, your church has Bible study. And I go, it does. She's like, yeah, my friend that's not even a member of North Park told me that my church had Bible study. She goes, yeah, I that's think, funny. why don't, why don't we try it? And I'm like, okay. Wow. So we laugh about being in a little room behind a little curtain and doing our first Bible study at the old church. Wow. And so anyway, I just, I just always believed, but mm. it was probably more so in the last 12 years that I really um, have come around and really realized the importance mm. of God in my life and the importance of, you know, taking the time to have the relationship um, and not being so busy that God is on the shelf somewhere. And he's a real person that I can connect with on a daily basis, on a, on an hourly and a minute basis if I need it. So um, I've really grown a lot, I would say, in my walk um, in the last 12 years wow. and just uh, coming to know kind of who I am and mm. how God can help me. And I always um, kind of make the joke that um, my husband saved a lot of money on therapy because my ladies at North Park have been the best therapy. And really, it's just having it's really having friends to connect with yeah. who care and will pray with you. And that's really all it is. I we and learning and growing from the studies. I 
I've done so much of that, that I just feel like I'm just so blessed. So, cause you can just be real, right? I mean, you can be real. It's not like you have to put on yeah. some kind of fake, you know, face and oh, everything's fine. Yeah. It's like, no, like, here's what, what's going on. Here's the highs, yeah. here's the lows, you know? Yeah. And then that, that, you know, environment with these other folks who are in the same boat, right. That you are have the mm-hmm. highs, have the lows and together you can just be real. Yeah. I think if you have a group of people that you rely on and you care about, you know, luckily, or thank, thank the Lord. If you're, if some of the ladies are struggling, some of the ladies are strong. It seems like not everybody's going to the storm at the same time. (laughs) Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. We're all in a storm right now, but we still, there's different levels of what's going on. So it seems like, yeah. If somebody's really been having a hard time, there's we're there to lift them up. And so um, it's been all the way around the circle for everyone. And I've had women coming to Bible study that were just broken and mm. and just going through the worst things they could imagine. And they came to Bible study to get prayer and immediately left to go do the thing that they had to go do that was so difficult or whatever. So, I mean, that's really a great feeling to know that someone's like, I got to get to my Bible study so those women can pray for me so I can go and handle what has to be handled. So um, I've seen that, you know, with our ladies. So that's the way the body's supposed to, to work. I mean, that's complete. This is a picture of the way God designed it, you know, that each piece is indispensable. Yeah, that's the first Corinthians 12, you know, you get different parts of the body, but each part is indispensable. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, when, when one is strong and another's weak and, and they can help each other out and then month, two, year later, it switches and the roles switch, but, but yeah. the body collectively is strong because the body is caring for each other. Right. We love and care for each other. And that's the, that's the basic, that's where we start. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. And, and it's so cool to to hear you say, and I so appreciate you saying, Shannon, that, you know, it was a, a rough patch that mm-hmm. as you look back on that rough patch, it, it, it actually is a blessing. You wouldn't have chosen the rough patch. You wouldn't have chose mm-hmm. that suffering, chose that challenge. But the one of the results coming out of that was, you know, it, it, it brought you to a place of going, okay, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I realize I can't do this on my own, you know? And as a result, that rough patch, now 12 years later, it, it sounds the way you describe it, that your life today versus 12 years later is radically different. Mm -hmm. It's very different. Right. Yeah. I always kind of say, if you didn't, you know, if life just went along and everything was hunky dory, you might not realize how much you need God and how much Mm. we need to rely on him to help us through. And, um, you know, sometimes those rough things are hard to get through, but they lead you to, you know, like I said, right where you need to be. And, um, I wouldn't, it's difficult, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it because then I wouldn't be right here where, you know, I've built some great relationships and friendships and, you know, and through the, through the learning the word and studying all the different Bible studies, I came to realize too, you know, sometimes we put our happiness uh, on other people's shoulders and Hmm. nobody can help me be happy except me. You know, I can't, Hmm 
the actions of someone else can't make me have a happy life. They can, you know, sometimes make me make it more difficult or something, but other people are going to do what they want to do. I have control only over myself. And so um, I've learned that. And I, I think a little bit of that I've, I've grown up. I think I was selfish again, when I came to the church, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not helping anybody. I just, my <laughs> attitude was really, I had a really bad, I mean, I've always been a nice person. I don't think anybody would be like, Oh yeah. In 2007, she was so mean. I mean, she I was wasn't, horrible. I oh. wasn't, I just was over. I think I was overcommitted. I tend to overcommit no matter what part of my time of my life, but I was a little overcommitted and just worn down and tired. And I kind of thought, you know, I'm just going to be selfish and take some time for me, which it's not really selfish. It's taking time to, you know, reorient or yeah, get recharge. Yeah. Recharge, get a little, you know, and again, through the different studies, I just learned so many different things about, mm-hmm. you know, being grateful for what I have and not looking at the things that I don't have or what I want different. Um, being, you know, happy, um, Mm -hmm. comes from, you know, a different place than what I thought how to be happy came from. So, and boy, that talk about how radically different that perspective, biblical perspective is from the world, Mm -hmm. right? That, you know, happiness is something that comes from, you know, comfort or Disneyland mm-hmm. or a spouse or, you know, my kid's success or promotion at work, you know, like, okay, that's happiness. And then there's a biblical perspective of being content in all circumstances mm-hmm. and that that yeah. contentment comes from not within me, like I'm the source, but it comes from within me because it's Christ that's in me. Right. And that's a, yeah. that's a just, you know, for somebody that doesn't, yet know Jesus. That can almost just sound crazy. Yeah. Like, like really, come on. But then when you have experienced that and, and you're around people who, who have experienced that and you realize, no, that's, it's true. It's real. Like, yeah, it, 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 there's a real source of power that is not my making. And you just know? letting thing, just letting go and letting God can handle things, you know, mm-hmm. I think I always had this false sense of, you know, being in control of things. And I realized I'm not in control of things. And once you let those things go and, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's helpful <laughs> also. <Yeah. laughs> and um, I was a big worrier. I'm not saying that I don't worry and I'm not concerned about things, but mm. I used to worry about things that might happen And then they never happened. And I thought, why did I waste so much time and energy Mm. worrying that something might happen? It's like, so I really try to, you know, kind of take things one day at a time. And um, if there's a situation and you're waiting to hear the answer on the test results or something, I just feel like, you know, let's have the best positive outlook that we can right now, because we Mm. don't know it could come back good or come, come back negative. But if you get the negative answer or the, you know, the, the, not the positive, what you want to hear, you're going to deal with it then. Right. I mean, you're going to, if the worst thing happens, what are you going to do? You're still going to carry on and you're going to, you're going to trust God and you're going to move on. But what if it's fine? 
and you spent a week or even three days or, you know, several hours in just worrying and making yourself sick. I mean, it's again, not that I never worry or these things don't get to me, but I just, that it was a big thing for me in the past. And I've tried a lot to let things go and just let God direct me and let it's what it's, it's a supernatural it's all, thing. It's right? all in his hands. Yeah. And I try to remember when you have that, that anchor, yeah. it's the thing that's going on even right now, even right now mm. in this time, I know there are people that are really scared and yeah. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I, I definitely know there's something out there that's a little scary, but I feel like God is in control. God mm. has it and I'm doing the best I can during this situation to yeah. make right decisions and be safe and hand sanitize and everything that we're supposed to, but I Mask, don't want to live. That, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I don't have to live in the fear of, you know, every single minute, you know, what if something happens or I just feel like if something happens, it's, it's just what it is. It's, I'm not going to worry about what if it happens. I guess if something happens, I'll, I'll worry at that moment. Now Take what care do we that. do? Now what do we well, do? You know? And that's just, that's a very biblical perspective. You know I mean? In the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus talks about, you know, worry and he's like, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, right? Today has mm -hmm. enough, you know, things to, to put your energy towards. And, and as Jesus says that, he goes, you know, look around and see that God cares. He cares for the you yeah. know birds. Like he knows, you know, when these little sparrows that are worth a penny, he, he knows every one of them, you know, he knows, uh, you know, he takes care of the, the, the lilies in the field and the grass and makes them beautiful. And he uses these analogies to say, gosh, if God cares for these things, Right. How much more is he going to care for you that mm -hmm. he created in his image? And, right. and you can rest in that. He cares for you. Yeah. And, and he's going to, you know, he's going to provide what you need to accomplish what he wants you to. You know, and then the, the Philippians 4, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, right? And requests, right? Make those requests unto God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, mm -hmm. will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's, again, it's that peace that comes from God that's going to guard our hearts from worrying mm -hmm. and, and it's going to guard us, but it, it comes from him. It's, it's again, not like, oh, I can just sort of pull myself up by the bootstraps and I can not, you know, make myself not worry. It's like, mm -hmm. no, it's this relationship with Jesus yeah. that is going to give me a settledness in the midst of the storms. And you have to continue. You have to, it's not a one and done. It's something you continually have to remind yourself. And sometimes I can find myself falling back into, you know, just yeah. getting, you know, spinning about something and I just, you know, give it to God. And so what do you do in that moment? So that's a, a very tangible one, example. Like, you know, you, you know, the word, you know, you, you trust in Jesus, you know, you've, you've, you've grown, you don't worry as much as you used to. And mm -hmm. yet, mm -hmm. okay. Something comes up and like you just said, you start spinning on this thing. Mm -hmm. You start worrying about it. <laughs> What do you do? Like, what do you do at that point? I, don't, I guess I would, I mean, if I'm really concerned, I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask God exactly, you know, cast your cares upon him. And I'm, I, you know, I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways, acknowledge him and I trust him to direct my path. So I just, 
it's just something, I don't know, I guess I, I pray about it. And then I, you know, remind myself, you know Mm. what, we have a big God, you know, not a little tiny God. We have the God of the universe who created everything, who knew me before I was even in my mother's womb. And I just, just remembering and thinking of all the awesome things that he holds the world in his hand and just Mm. having something higher and larger and bigger than anything on this earth. You just look at the stars and look at the sun and just, you know, like, it's just amazing to me. And to know that I'm his cherished daughter, you know, like, uh, like I know what it is to love a child. I know how I'm loved by my own father and um, to know that I have a heavenly father that just uh, loves me more than anything and really wants the best for me. Um, But maybe the path I have to take is for a reason um, Mm. for whatever I'm going through. So I don't know. I don't don't know. (laughs) Oh, you do know. You know, what, what strikes me, what you just said there was you were quoting scripture to explain that. You know, lean not in yeah. your understanding, your, your appointment Proverbs. And, you know, God knew me even before, you know, I was born, the Psalm mm-hmm. 139. You know, so as you're processing, as you're thinking about it, man, what's coming to your mind is scripture. Yeah. And, and, and <clears throat> what's really cool in talking to you here, Shannon, is seeing how the, the, the time that you spend in God's word with these other ladies. Mm-hmm. Is, is really bearing this fruit that that word has gone into you so that as you think about, you know, okay, how do I deal with the fact I'm, I'm worrying about this thing and I'm starting to spin on it? The way that you answered me on that was informed by, shaped by scripture. Mm-hmm. Like God's word was giving you the answer there. And that's the fruit of being like in God's word for these past, you know, how many years with others digging in. You're like, oh, I'm not sure how to answer. And then you're like, 12, 12 years of Bible study. I hope I, I've learned something. <laughs> you have. <I've> tried. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just learned it. But you can tell it's gone in. It's soaked in and it's, it's informed the way that you're even thinking about yeah. life good, and how to deal I, with stuff. I think a good scripture that helps me too is... Um, I don't know. It's in Galatians, I believe, but like the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and Mm self-control. And that scripture can help you in almost any situation that you're dealing with, because first of all, love. Okay. Love just start there and love, you know, and then, uh, you know, and then usually the self-control one is a good one for me too. I get to the end and go, yeah, self-control. Okay. You know, (laughs) I have control over myself, my own Mm. actions. I don't have control over a lot of things, but I do have control over my own actions and my own thoughts. And that's, yeah, I just, that's, I don't know. That's one of my favorite scriptures too. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) The Galatians six, right? The fruit of the spirit, Galatians Mm -hmm. six, and that fruit that comes from walking with Jesus. Yeah. And you'd said it, uh, uh, a minute ago when you were saying, you know, you, you, in worrying, what do you do? Will you come back 
to God. You you you, mm-hmm. you come right back to Him in in prayer, and you'd mentioned that even earlier when we were talking about, um, you know, in praying. You're like, oh, I can pray, you know, uh, like not just every week or every day, but every hour, every minute. Like mm-hmm. I can talk to Him, yeah. you know, and um, well, and you know, um, just for instance, my the women that have gathered around, we. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my office, one of the ladies I work with, her daughter had a baby before my grandson was born. And um, her daughter went into just, we have a very small office and two of us are running the office at times. So my coworker shows up to work and she's unlocking the door and she's telling me that her daughter is pushing the baby. And we can't go to the hospital. No one can go to the hospital. So you just go to work right now. So that's what my girlfriend did. And she's a supervisor and she couldn't do anything about it. So I'm texting my ladies. Hey, my girlfriend, her daughter, she's been pushing. It's three hours. Can you please start praying? And I'm telling you, these girls, they got on the prayer chain and um, I was giving them like moment by moment updates. I'm like, She's pushing the babies out. And they were like, they were so, my ladies were so excited that they felt like they were like step-by-step right there, you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, mama, mama and baby started having some distress and my coworker started crying and she was so worried about her daughter and she's a believer. And I said, you know what? I got my prayer warriors on it. And I text my, my seven, my eight and anybody else I could think of. And, um, it just was such a good feeling. And she goes, she was so thankful that I would take the time to ask people to pray for her. And so when it came my time that my little grandbaby was coming and, um, I didn't get to be at the hospital I was at the office also a couple months later and it was happened to be only her and I again. And we shared this experience. Like we are bonded now forever because we became grandmas (laughs) together um, in the office working. And I did the same thing play by play. You know, my daughter-in-law's pushing, he's out. And when I got to see his little face and they sent me out, I just, I just lost it. And <laughs> she did the same thing for me though. She was praying for me and we, wow. you know, we got through it together and, you know, it's scary because his, my little grandson, his heart monitor, something kept alerting and, oh and it was like, oh gosh, is everything going to be okay? And you can't do anything because you're just waiting for a baby to come. But anyway, I mean, it just was just such a good thing that we have each other. And, um, in that moment, that was like the moment by moment prayer, I guess is what I was taking yeah. a long way to get around to, but, um, and knowing that there were people there and who continue mm. to pray for, you know, they'll ask me, how's little baby Joseph? How's little, um, my grandson, Jackson, I almost forgot his name, um, <laughs> but you know, they're like, because we all bonded over that whole thing. I mean, who, who doesn't want a baby to come into this world, you know, oh. you know, perfectly. So anyway, just having the ladies and the, just the things that we've gone through together, just is a great way to, we're building our relationships and, you know, 
That's so. a beautiful picture. And I'm so glad yeah. you shared that story, Shannon. Thank you so yeah. much because I think that's just going to resonate with folks so much of, man, in the midst of real life, you know, mm-hmm. this comes up and, you know, here's a coworker, a colleague. And because of your faith, you're able to pull alongside Right and and comfort her and yeah. bring others alongside to comfort and be praying for, and then and then for her to do that with you, and just the 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 tangible beautiful picture of what it is to live your faith out mm. there in the workplace with others, just is I think that's just beautiful. So thank yeah. you, thank you thank for sharing you. that. <laughs> Yeah, because well, I think that's what it is. It's real. It's not like, you know, churches, oh, this is something I do on Sunday. And then it's mm-hmm. like what you've described, and I'm so thankful for you persevering through all of our technology issues <laughs> tonight, you know, an hour and a half of trying to figure out, well, the iPad Pro didn't work. The iPad didn't work. Well, let's try the Dell. And that you pushed through on this because what you've described tonight is a beautiful picture of what it is to live out your faith in all of life. And, and just, you know, it's, it's this journey that God has had you on this past, you know, 12 years of really coming alive and digging into God's word and being with others, you know, supporting, loving them, and then walking that out in the highs and the lows of life. Like that's legit. And that's, that's beautiful and real. And like I said, I I think you're persevering through these challenges tonight in technology (laughs) that uh, there's maybe some opposition spiritually for you to be able to share that tonight, because I think it's going to have a a big impact on people who hear it and go, yeah, I want, I want that. That's, that's real. And for others who are on that path, be like, yeah, I want to press on like that. That's, that's it. So um, if, if, you know, some ladies, uh, you know, hear this, uh, on some podcast or watch this on YouTube, um, they could reach out t- to you through North Park, mm-hmm. um, and through, uh, uh northpark.com and, uh, and, uh, go to the, uh, uh, ministries and women's ministry and, uh, check out the women's ministry pages and they'll find your information there and reach out to you mm-hmm. and, and be a part of any and all women's ministry stuff. Right. Yeah. We, everyone's welcome. <laughs> well, you yeah. definitely have shown that. So, Hey, Shannon, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolute delight. And congratulations on a new grandbaby, your first, and he's two months old. Oh my gosh, he's two months old. I'm just in love. I love being a grandma. I never thought being a grandma would be like so great, but oh. I think I want to be called Glamma. So I Glamma. think that's- <laughs> That is so cute. Glamma. Yeah, no, I haven't figured out my grandma name. I jokingly say I want to be Glamma, but- uh, I don't know. I don't know what my grandma name is yet. I think uh, I'm going to be grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, from but, now on, every time I see yeah. you, it's just going to be, hey, Glamma, what's glamma. up? I, my girlfriend just gave me a shirt for my birthday. It says Glamma on it. <laughs> okay. Well, we are going to so. have to definitely end with that because we can't top Glamma. So, Shannon, thank you so much for being a part. I appreciate oh, it very thank much. Thank you for making it so easy for me. I was a little bit nervous and didn't want to... Oh. I didn't want to delay another week or day or I just wanted to 
talk tonight. So I'm glad that it all worked out. So thank you for thinking of me and wanting to talk to me. (laughs) Well, and and just the last thing, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I think for most people, the thought of being on, you know, a video podcast can be a little bit intimidating Mm -hmm. and you were nervous, right? Uh, yeah, I still am. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and it it was rather relatively painless, right? Yes. Yeah. it, It wasn't hard. Awesome. Well, once the technology got hooked up. Yeah, no, it it was fun. Thank Good. you. Good. Well, and I say that just as an encouragement to others that, uh, you know, when the call comes, be like Shannon and and say, okay, I'm going to step out in faith and would be a part of this. Because I think just as uh, what happened tonight, I think God's going to use these conversations and what Shannon shared in, in ways that we can't <laughs> even imagine. And so, I hope so. You know, friends, uh, thanks again for joining us for another episode of One, uh, where we get to hear these many stories about this one body of Christ and look forward to having you next time. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.